Would you believe that the news of a popular governor who perished in a plane crash was not the lead story? On the exact same day, the networks were airing another huge breaking news event. Find out which one on this episode of Top Fold. Welcome to Top Fold, a podcast about all the news that would have been. I'm your host, Luke Hefley. Here at Top Fold, we explore monumental events that didn't make the top story only because that spot was already taken. In South Dakota, George S. Mickelson was very popular. Having worked his way up through his state assembly, he became Speaker of the House and later the 28th Governor of the Mount Rushmore State. From 1947 to 1951, Mickelson's father had also served as South Dakota's governor when Mickelson was a young boy, and many South Dakotans believed he would also follow his father's footsteps and become governor himself. Credited for improving the state's education system, increasing the minimum wage, promoting health care reform, and solving water issues, Mickelson was mentioned in prominent political circles as a possible challenger to President Bill Clinton for the highest seat in the land. As the governor of a rural state, Mickelson flew a lot, so it was just a normal day when he and a team of economic leaders flew to Cincinnati, Ohio for a meeting at John Morrow and Company, a meat processing company, and one of South Dakota's largest employers. But then, on the return flight, things went terribly wrong. According to reports, around 3.35 p.m., the left motor failed, then a propeller tore off the plane and pierced the cabin. The plane lost power and cabin pressure as the pilot desperately tried to keep it from crashing to no avail. The governor's plane collided into a grain silo and a barn in a field about 15 miles south of Dubuque, Iowa, bursting into flames. There were no survivors. A popular governor and potential future presidential candidate dying in a plane crash should have been the top story nationwide. How could an event that not only changed South Dakota's political landscape, but possibly the nation's, not lead all the headlines? However, six prominent passengers and two pilots from the Midwest dying in a fiery plane crash were not what the country was discussing. What held everyone's attention? What could the lead story have been? On the very same day, the networks had already interrupted their regularly scheduled programs for a breaking news story, one that eclipsed the fate of the governor of South Dakota. Televisions across America didn't display footage of the governor's plane, the grain silo, and the barn burning. Instead, TV screens showed another large structure going up in flames, a wooden compound around 10 miles east of Waco, Texas, which housed David Koresh and the Branch Davidian cult. That's right. On April 19, 1993, the same day that Governor Mickelson and seven others perished in a plane, the world was watching the end of a 51-day standoff between the FBI and the followers of David Koresh. Earlier that day, in an attempt to force the Branch Davidians to leave the Mount Carmel Center, the FBI, with the aid of military tanks equipped with battering rams, pumped tear gas into the building. Four hours into the barrage of tanks and tear gas, Flames were seen coming from the compound, and any chance of a peaceful conclusion was lost. The entire nation watched as the building burned. How did we get to this point? On February 28, 1993, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, or ATF, tried to execute a search warrant on the compound in regards to alleged child abuse and possession of illegal weapons. The Branch Davidians were tipped off and Koresh and his followers, believing this to be Armageddon and looking forward to fulfilling God's prophecy, were ready. 
Each side was armed to the teeth, and by sundown, four ATF agents and six Branch Davidians had been killed in the standoff. A gunshot to the abdomen severely injured Koresh, and he wasn't sure he was going to live. For the next 50 days, the country watched and waited as the standoff between the U.S. government and a small group that many believed to be a cult took place. Koresh, who had legally changed his name from Vernon Howell, had been the leader for years, and make no mistake, he was the leader. To the Branch Davidians, Koresh was the only one worthy of unlocking the seven seals from the Bible and revealing to the world the Word of God. This type of dedication allowed Koresh to practice controversial beliefs, including taking multiple spiritual wives, some extremely young. At first, it looked like the standoff might be over in days, if not hours. Koresh said he would walk out if the government could prove they wouldn't hurt him or his followers. With Koresh's blessing, 35 people, including 21 children, were released early in the standoff. Further negotiations failed, and days turned to weeks. In the pretense of giving milk to the children, the FBI was able to smuggle in some listening devices within the compound, giving them a tactical advantage. On April 14th, Koresh said he would surrender after completing a manuscript explaining the seven seals. Days later, when he announced that he had completed the first seal, the FBI believed it was just another stall tactic. Against multiple people's advice, the FBI decided the standoff was over. You know the rest of the story. On April 19th, hour after hour, the country watched the Davidian compound burn and prayed for the children, yearning to see a crowd of kids running from the burning building. However, that scene never happened. Seventy-six Branch Davidians died that day, including 25 children. Later reports said the authorities identified Koresh's body and said it had a bullet hole in the head. Instantly, conspiracy theories and anti-government resentment began to spread all across the nation. Janet Reno, who had been the Attorney General for just over a month, went on all the networks that evening, even appearing on Larry King Live to discuss the raid and the fallout. Of course, the news of the end of the standoff led every national evening and morning newscast. Most networks aired primetime specials with multiple guests discussing what went wrong. This was the news for days. Reno expressed regret for authorizing the raid, later admitting there was no evidence of ongoing child abuse in the compound. While the FBI adamantly claimed they didn't start the fires, in 1999, they admitted that some of the tear gases they used were flammable. As for Governor Mickelson's death back in South Dakota, the people felt like they knew their governor personally, and many of them did. His frequent travels all over the state for decades had made him not just a household name, but many considered him almost part of the family. Three days after the governor's plane crash, an estimated 12,000 people walked past Mickelson's flag-draped casket. Multiple national political leaders attended the memorial service, including three former South Dakota governors and at least 12 other governors from all over the country. The Mickelson name carries on. Governor Mickelson's son, Mark, followed his father's footsteps as Speaker of the House of South Dakota himself. Many political insiders believe he will someday make a run for the office his grandfather and father once held. It was April 19, 1993. On that date, 
The news of a true leader being taken too soon couldn't overcome the breaking story of the end of a fiery standoff of cult followers who truly believed in their leader and that the world was witnessing Armageddon. And there you have it, all the news that would have been. Thank you for joining us this week on Top Fold. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Top Fold Podcast and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast. All my sources and research can be found at topfold.buzzsprout.com. There, along with other things that bring history to life. I'd like to thank David Wagler for the music. And if you like the show, please rate us and give us a review or simply tell a friend. That would be great. So until next time, there you have it. All the news that would have been.